Who do you believe in? Who moves you? Who inspires you? My name is Tariq Ture, and I want you to meet some of the people that inspire me. And they've done that simply because no matter the situation, they've gone above and beyond. Welcome to Above and Beyond. Assalamualaikum and peace. Um, thank you all again for tuning in to the Above and Beyond podcast. Um, I feel like we've been we've been going on a little journey, an accelerated journey, because this this quarantine has allowed me to be able to get in contact with people a lot more. So that's just a blessing. It just gives me an opportunity to um, have y'all interface with with some amazing folks. Um, this evening we have Malise Frazier. Uh, who is a holistic health coach and motivational speaker. Um, and through her company, Love Core Life, Melise teaches women how to love their core by implementing practical strategies of radical self-love every day. Her aim is to inspire women all over the world to replace feelings of fear and self-doubt with love and extreme self-worth. And she's, she came to this journey um, at the age of 24 with her own with her own health scare. And now she's bringing that, that light to the world um, after she walked through her own darkness. And so um, I'm, I'm very proud to, to bring you all. And also just, this is this is home folk. This is Baltimore folk too. So uh, it's, ex- it's extra special. So Asalaikum, thank you so much for coming out. Wa alaikum wassalam. Bet, bet, bet. So um, one of the, I guess one of the first things when I was reading through that, um, when I first came across it was, um, what is it like to have to like go to work on yourself, your 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 own uh, body, <laughs> and it's shutting down? Um, and that's interesting because uh, I was just talking to ZZ Yoga, and um, I was telling her that like me playing ball in college, I saw a lot of strange things. Like I saw a lot of strange things as far as it's like health and people taking care of their bodies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she spoke to that, but then she also spoke to like the, the mental aspect of healing yourself and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I would like to start there. What does it mean to empower people to be able to heal themselves? Well, I think that a lot of times we are very disconnected um, with the correlation between how we feel and our mental and emotional health. Mm. A lot of times our physical ailments come from a place of having emotional and mental imbalances to begin with. Mm. And so that is where I always start um, because everything is connected. And so the things that we feel physically are manifestations of things that are in our own psyche. And so to relay that to people and to get get them to understand that the first step to healing is to recognize where your areas of opportunity are in your mental and emotional imbalances. Um, So that's where I always start uh, when I have a health coaching client or if I have a woman who comes to me for some sort of womb healing. Mm. Um, the emotional and mental uh, part is the first place that we start um, mm. because it's essential to healing. Mm. That makes sense. Um, 
did you did you kind of know early on you would be in in this sort of work or did it just come out of come out of nowhere <laughs> it came out of necessity for me um okay. when i was a younger woman i was a costumer i was working as a costumer in the film industry and i was in los angeles as a young woman um i do have family there my father lives in los angeles but essentially i was there by myself and i just gotten a, a a job on a new tv show and i wasn't in the union yet so i didn't have any health insurance and mm. that's when i had a health scare and so because a lot of the best of planners because i saw me not having health insurance is like the worst thing in the world at that time when really it was the biggest blessing mm. because i was forced to look for healing in alternative ways which sent me to a naturopathic doctor um, who helped me get on a journey of healing my body. Um, and so I started out of necessity because I was not feeling well. Mm. Um, and I had no clue that I would journey to where I am now today. What was it? What was it about? Because people go to doctors all the time. Mm -hmm. You go to doctors all the time. What was it about what that particular doctor communicated to you that, that made you be like, I mean, what did, I'm sorry, the, the, said naturopathic? Naturopathic doctor. Naturopathic, I, I got it right. So the naturopathic doctor, mm -hmm. what was it about that particular doctor that, that shifted something? In you? You've been going to doctors all your life, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, initially I went to a regular MD and they wanted to cut me and take tissue out of Ooh. my body just to see if something was wrong, which is what a biopsy is. I mm. had a lump in my breast. Mm. Um, that's what a biopsy is. They take tissue. Um, but I was like, that seemed kind of harsh to me, um, considering they didn't know what was wrong. And I know that that's how they figure out what's wrong, but just something about it just didn't sit right with me. And so when I went to the naturopathic doctor, um, he talked about my trauma um, and what my fears were and gave me some natural, um, inexpensive things that I could go purchase on my own mm. to begin my journey. He talked about um, detoxing first and expelling toxins that I have been consuming. When you're on a television show or a movie, if anybody's worked in the film industry, the days are very long and they're very intense. So you go to work at like four in the morning. If you're not on location, you're in a studio. The studios are extremely cold. Mm. Everyone is sick half of the time, you know, because it's just really, really cold all day long. And the hours are gruesome. And so you get, even though craft services, which is the food department, they try to feed you healthy food and things like that. But it's just difficult to maintain your wellness in that sort of environment, considering the fact that you're working like 16, 18 hour days, mm. five days a week for months at a time. And so when the naturopathic doctor started talking to me about energy healing and about, um, detoxing like that was a big thing for me because I was drinking like Starbucks every day and drinking Red Bulls 
just to keep my energy up so that I could work. And so when he talked about getting rid of some things so that my body can heal itself, it just resonated with me and it made so much sense, so much more than a doctor cutting me open to take tissue to even see if something was wrong. Mm. Um, so, you know, a little bit of background, you know, you know me and you know my family, but, um, you know, my mother is, uh, has always been on the earthy side. So like, I mean, it was like my, like growing up, the things that people thought were weird were like normal in my house. Like my mother was a vegetarian since 77 mm. and, um, like, you know, it was always like incense burning in my house and we always ate like really healthy food growing up like I know my mother never made food out of a box a can or a jar everything was always homemade and so I think that me having that initial orientation um about food like just the thought of being more natural resonated with me and so I was receptive to that uh -huh. that's what made me be like oh I think this is what I should be doing yeah, yeah, like I completely. Like my mother is like the same exact way. <laughs> so like to this, you know, my mother she ain't played that cool. Like she ain't played cool Kool Aid at all. Like she like we like, never had Kool Aid in my yeah, house. Yeah, she she be like no too much sugar. You gotta put too much sugar in it. So one of my friends I played ball with his grandma used to make uh used to make Kool Aid. I used to be over there killing it just because yeah. I know when I go home. <laughs> not getting any Kool Aid. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like that, that in itself is, is so critical. So one of the things that stood out to me, which you just said was, um, a lot of times when we, we go through like health scares or we like, we want to get ourselves together, we start looking at, I mean, rightfully so of what gimmick, what workaround can I put in my body immediately so this can eliminate itself. And we really have a hard time monitoring what we're, what is our our regimen of eating that we have already. Like, what am I already putting in? So you said like Red Bulls and then Starbucks. And so I'm thinking if you got a combination of both of them, like when you're doing 4 a.m. shifts, yeah, that can definitely be toxic. That's probably toxic as well. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I also feel like um, at that time in my life, I was very fearful also. Mm. So I had, you know, just moved to LA. It was, I was starting, an, well, I had been doing wardrobe styling for since I was like in college, mm -hmm. but this was like my first foray into like real adulthood, like without, you know, my mother. And um, I was just very fearful and mm -hmm. I could tell, like looking back, I can, I recognize now that I was like always tense. And I was just really afraid of just being by myself and, mm -hmm. you know, having to establish myself as an adult in the world. And so I think that my fear at that time also played a part in um, it manifesting into illness. And wow. so um, I learned how to meditate at that time. Mm -hmm. L.A. is just, you know, it's just ripe. It's just ripe with all sorts of alternative <laughs> healing modalities. Everybody's <laughs> doing something, you know what I mean? But those things helped me. Like I learned how to meditate. Um, and of course I was already doing yoga. Like I had been doing yoga for years, mm -hmm. but meditation for me um, was like mind blowing because mm -hmm. growing up Muslim, um, 
I always felt like making Salat was me going outward, mm-hmm. like reaching out to Allah mm-hmm. um, for for whatever reason. Like that was my worship. Yeah. But I felt like meditation was me going inward mm-hmm. and harnessing my own power, mm-hmm. um, my own developing my own mental ability to control myself, to control my emotions, to control my actions. And so Mm -hmm. for me, learning how to meditate was really helpful in overcoming my fears Mm -hmm. um, at that time. And so meditation coupled with the physical things that I was doing, like I started hiking Mm -hmm. and I started taking all sorts of supplements, and but just natural supplements not anything Mm. man-made um and eating better Mm -hmm. um and that's when i discovered juicing and this was in 2002 2003 that was a long time ago because i'm kind of old i'm getting oh my god please anyway anyway only reason i said 2000 the only reason i said 2002 because it's always good to um i'm i'm very happy for the people who um, have awakenings and dive head first into things, mm-hmm. but it's always a blessing to to know people who who traveled the path and and all the ugliness of of the path that takes a long way. So <laughs> when you said that, like healing yeah. is a journey. It's not like you will never be completely healed from everything. Like there'll always be something, but that's the reason that you learn how to deal you learn how to work through your emotions you mm. learn different things to help Allah has given us everything we need to thrive mm. i always say that so you know we have salat and that is our way of reaching outward reaching mm. to Allah for guidance and for mercy and when you learn how to meditate that's you he's he's given us mm. our own free will he's given mm. us the ability to harness our own power for so many different things that we need in this life. And so when you learn different healing modalities, these are all tools that Allah gave us to navigate our way through life because life, no, nobody's situation is perfect. We all have things we need to work on. We all have traumas that we've endured. We all get to a point where we're sick of ourselves and we want to be better. We want to do better. We want a deeper connection with the law. We want a deeper connection with ourselves and the people we love. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have everything we need to thrive. Allah has given us everything we need. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of being open-minded enough to seek those things. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I was just blessed to discover those things early in my adulthood mm-hmm. to help me navigate through some of my trauma and some of the situations that I would encounter, you know, in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting. Like, we, we, I, I, I remember listening to uh, Peter Baderlin, who was the, I think he was a health commissioner from like late 90s to 2000, like the, to late 2000 first decade of 2000s. And he was randomly given a, a talk that I had to go to for school um, when I was at Howard. And so he was talking about people from Baltimore having like low grade PTSD just from like growing up there. And how like, yeah, you, you gotta really do the work on your, on yourself and like try to create an environment where you can, you can go through some of those things. 
but you can just be bopping through life like it's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned juicing. You mentioned juicing. You started to talk about juicing. So um, what brought you into the wonders of, of juicing? So initially I started um, juicing back then. Um, just because I was trying to detox and just get all of the junk out of my system. And literally within about two weeks, um, the, cause I have fibrocystic, fibrocystic breast syndrome, which means that my body is prone to cyst growth. But when you eat sugar, a lot of processed foods, it, um, inhibits, uh, cyst growth. So within two weeks, the cyst, cause I could feel it. Mm-hmm. No, but within two weeks, the cyst was gone. Um, and I started juicing. Say that again. The cyst was gone <laughs> in two weeks. I had started taking some supplements and I had started, um, do, I did a juice fast. I did a seven-day juice fast where I was only consuming ju- raw juice, um, water, unsweetened herbal tea. Um, and I did that for seven days. And of course, because I'm Muslim, I'm no stranger to fasting. Right. Um, so I was like, oh, this is a breeze. Like, I can... <laughs> I could do juice. I could drink juice and water all day, um, but it was a different type of feeling um, because I could, like, it's like you 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 can feel the impurities leaving. Like you can feel them. Like you get sick, and you're like, oh my goodness, if I feel this way when this stuff is trying to get out, just imagine what my body is going through trying to decipher what to do with this crap. Mm. Um, so I started juicing then and I didn't, um, I wasn't like really heavy into it. I did it. I did a juice fast and then I would just, I didn't like the labor associated with juicing because it's very <laughs> labor intensive. Um, but there were juice bars popping up in LA. So I would, you know, go to a juice bar and get juice like once a day. I would have like one juice a day. Um, and so it wasn't until years later after I had, um, my children that I really decided I wanted to start juicing again. I had gone through nutrition school. I went to um, a a nutrition school in New York and got certified as a holistic health coach and a holistic nutritionist. And um, the wonders of juicing were reintroduced to me. And I was, um, I was nursing my second child and just feeling horrible Um, I just did not feel like myself. I had postpartum, um, which had a whole myriad of side effects. And I just was not feeling like myself. But I remembered that juice, how juicing made me feel years before. And so I said, well, maybe I should try again. And when I wasn't breastfeeding exclusively, because I'm the mom who breastfeeds her children exclusively for six months, like I breastfeed for two years, you know, like, I'm really about, you know, about that life. So when I wasn't breastfeeding my last child exclusively, I said, okay, now I feel like I can do a cleanse. So I did a juice cleanse and it was like the whole world opened up to me again. Mm. Um, My brain fog went away. My eyesight got brighter. I was having difficulty with my eyes, like seeing, um, just because I'm an entrepreneur. I've always been an entrepreneur for years. But just looking at the computer for long periods of time, like my eyesight was just bothering me. Like by five or six in the evening, my eyesight would be blurry and I couldn't like, couldn't continue working because I couldn't see. Mm. Um, And I was like depressed. Like I had postpartum, like legit postpartum. And I started juicing. And I did a cleanse. I did a three-day cleanse and felt amazing. Said three or thirty. Three. 
three days. And I felt amazing. Like I had energy. Um, I didn't hate everybody. (laughs) Um, I felt lighter. My eyesight got brighter. Um, And I just felt really good. My skin started to clear up. And so I was like, this is like amazing. Like I really have to start telling people about juicing. Like I just felt compelled to start telling everybody about Mm -hmm. it. And at that time I had Facebook and Instagram and I just, I was, I think I probably posted about juicing maybe for a month or two before people started asking me, could they place orders for juice? Mm. So that is how Love Core Life was born, the juicing component of it. And I started, sorry, I started a juice company. How do I get this thing back? Oh, here we go. I started a juice company. Um, And so um, through Love Core Life, and my juicing company, I did online orders only. I would make juice one day out of the week and would literally make like 300 bottles of juice in like a day. Um, and it was, it was wild. Like it was a lot of work and I did that for years. But doing that afforded me um, the ability to stay home with my children and like be a mom all week and then it was Saturday and Sunday I was making juice mm. um but I was just you know I was homeschooling my babies and I was home and on the weekend I worked and I made a good living doing that so I am a huge proponent of drinking raw juice every day I think that if somebody can have one cup of celery juice in the morning, eight to 16 ounces. It works wonders for your body. It works wonders for your mental capacity. Um, And Allah has given us everything we need to heal ourselves. Like so many things that are wrong with us. If we made small adjustments to begin, just to begin, we would see so much change in our mental and physical health. So mm. I, that's how I started with juicing. It was, it changed my life. It changed my life. It really did. It changed my life. Um, like one of the things that, because, because my work is women's work and I've really focused heavily on helping women to heal themselves. One of the things that a lot of women deal with is, um, low libido and disconnection from their spouses because of it. And you know, I, my my demographic is childbearing age women, and there are a lot of women who go through postpartum um, and who just the stresses of modern day mothering. You work, you have your kids, you have a husband or a spouse, or some women don't have any spouse at all, and just the pressures of the world will have you feeling out of sorts. And I feel like juicing is something that, because you know, more than likely your kids aren't going to like it. It's something just for you. (laughs) It's something just for you that you can do. um, And it's therapeutic, but on a more intimate level, it brought back my libido, which if you're married, that can be a huge obstacle. Um, And like I was so, and I had been to, my OBGYN and discussed my concerns as far as I was concerned and she wanted to put me on birth control and you know just things that I didn't believe in not that I don't believe in birth control because I don't believe in birth control I don't believe in birth control because it's a chemical and I don't want to put that in my body Mm. um but 
I just was like, there has to be another way. And she couldn't offer me any, anything. She couldn't offer me any sort of advice that was satisfactory to me. And so when I started juicing, my libido came back. I got closer with, I'm divorced now, but my then husband, we got close again. And I was just like, women need to know about this. They need to know that if you just clear the path for your body systems to balance themselves out, so many things will turn around in your health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's crazy. I have, uh, my coach at Edmondson, Coach Wayne, he used to be preaching, like, doing this natural stuff, taking these natural supplements so much because he knew we was basically eating a honey bun <laughs> and a huggy before we came to practice. <laughs> and he used to always be like, uh, you can't operate like that. You can't, it's like, you can't operate, you can't function like your body, your body's a machine. You can't function. You got to put well, you know, you got to be a well-oiled machine. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny that you said that, that, so, uh, when we had Nora, my, uh, my second baby, um, she was born, uh, in the back of an ambulance on 95, right on the way to St. Agnes. And so that experience was something that really like uh it had a different effect on on Imani, like a, a a bad effect just the experience of, of just going through that and mm-hmm. so when you said postpartum like you know that's actually like that's like a that's of course i don't i don't you know understand myself on that um but witnessing that and witnessing her work through that uh it, it just shed light on how I would just think about like how many women actually go through postpartum and kind of just either people around them tell them to shrug it off mm-hmm. and, and all of that. And like, I remember I had to like, I having to like legit check me one day. I'll, 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 be, I'll be running around crazy. So I'm like, we got the X, Y, Z, boom, boom, boom. She's like, you need to slow down and shut up. I'm going through something. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> and um, it's so much uh, mental and emotional health tied up into, um, you know what you what you bring in bring into your body um so you talk about it shifting into an, an actual business mm-hmm. um well let's say let's say what you, what you would call it was it a hustle then when you were doing it on saturday or sunday now because i feel like you have you're building a conglomerate now like mm-hmm. it's gone beyond just those juices and resistance yeah. Sunday and now you you built a platform you built a public space for conversation for people mm-hmm. to talk to you um and you, you built more out and um I always the best I always say that the best brands don't feel like a brand they feel like somebody you've known for a long time that's mm-hmm. just happy to see you doing good and so um how what 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 shifted then so I know it had to be some point where you were like all right, I'm going to have to dig a little bit deeper. <laughs> um, well, I had, I had already been seeing women regularly um, uh, as a holistic health coach. And what happened for me was seeing all of my clients were African-American women. And they mostly felt like they were coming to me to lose weight. Because that's like, you know, that's like almost... I was almost every woman struggled to be honest. Um, and they, they, they wanted to lose weight. And then 
when they came to me though, they didn't realize that I was a holistic health coach and that it was, they were going to get more than just um, a workout regimen and a meal plan. And I was going to send them on their way. Mm. They had to make a real commitment because my programs are six months long. Um, and they had to commit. They had to commit. Um, and so I had already been doing health coaching, but what made it um, turn into a bigger thing was that I kept seeing the same things um, ailing African American women, which it, it it saddened me deeply because I knew that it was a systemic thing. Um, it, it was by design that we are in the state that we're in. And I wanted to do all that I could um, to really help the women who sought my um, coaching. I really wanted to help them make a real change in their lives. And so, um, you know, I was already doing health coaching. Um, I had juice. So my juicing thing was a hustle. It was a great hustle. Um, great hustle. But, you know, I knew that I needed to be, I needed to offer more. And so I had my juicing and I had health coaching. And when I discovered, so I was like, so I always take um, additional certifications. So I'm certified in a lot of different things. But when I took a certification in um, herbal medicine to become a clinical herbalist, I was like, oh my God, this is like, what in the world like this is it right here and so i started to um i it was a small section on vaginal steaming um and i was just like blown away and the site the section it was we covered so many things in that certification but the section on vaginal steaming spoke to me probably because i was already doing women's work and so when we came upon vaginal steaming, I, I learned of the history of vaginal steaming and how every civilization, ancient civilization had some sort of um, womb, steal, womb steaming practice. I was intrigued and I was blown away. And I was just like, okay, I have to try this. And there was like whisperings of some people doing vaginal steaming, um, but not anything like what I imagined in my mind it could become. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing my own schemes and then I started offering them to my already clients that I had already. Um, because one of the things that a lot of African-American women suffer from are endometriosis, fibroids, and cysts. And so at alarming rates, we have one of the high, we have the highest rates of hysterectomies in the United States. Um, and we have the highest um, explain it to people what a, what a hysterectomy is. A hysterectomy is when they remove a woman's uterus and they do that because a woman may have fibroids that have grown which are um there and then they don't have to be cancerous or anything but it's growth on the uterus or on the cervix or on the fallopian tubes um which causes a lot of women pain discomfort um, you may see some women who have very bloated stomachs who you may think are pregnant, but it's really that they have fibroids the size of lemons and melons inside of them. Um, and some women bleed very heavily. I mean, like they have to wear like a pamper almost 
um, because they bleed so heavily and it's crippling for some women. Like when they come on their period, it's very painful and they can't work, but it's so many black women who have that issue. And I was just like, I have to do something. And it's more than just changing your diet. It's about a lifestyle change. Like people don't realize that when I say um, you have to change your diet, that means that you're going to be cooking all of your own food. You're not going to be consuming anything in a box of can or a jar. You're not going to be eating processed foods. You're going to be eating organic foods. Um, you're going to be consuming more water than you ever thought you would be drinking. Um, you're going to be taking supplements every day. You're going to be exercising. Like it's a lifestyle change. You're going to change the feminine products that you use. You're going to change the lotions that you put on your skin because we don't realize that our skin is our largest organ and all of the things that we put on our skin, our body ingests. And when your body doesn't know what to do with what it ingests, it finds a way to either get rid of it. And if it can't decipher what it is, it finds pockets of mucus and it settles there and that's how disease grows. Mm. And so, you know, all of the chemicals and stuff that's in lotion and soap um, and the the plastic bottles that we put, I mean, that everything is in. Like all of these things leach chemicals and we ingest them. And so we're basically like living in a chemical bath. But what we can do is we can make the choice to put good food in to at least try to combat the things that we can't help. Like if you wash your clothes in regular detergent and you, it's chemicals in there and then it's chemicals in the bottle that it's in. Or if you drink bottled water, that's why like now people say, say they want to use safe plastics. All of these things are things that are just coming into our consciousness within the last five or 10 years. So just think about people like me, I'll be 40 in a couple months who like, okay, 20 years for 20 years of my life, I was consuming all sorts of things, you know mm. what I mean? And so it's like, how do you reverse that? You have to inundate your body with good whole foods, not the market, actual whole foods so that your body can begin to heal itself because Allah made us perfectly. We can heal ourselves. Mm. We just have to give our body what it needs so that our systems can perform optimally. Mm. And so when I discovered vaginal steaming, that was the kind of, I think that was the thing that really like, was like the thing, um, because it was new, it was provocative, um, you know, and the way that it started being framed in the media was that it was a, um, snapback type of thing. Like it made you like, you know, like made your vagina tight and it made it wet and it made for a more, um, heightened sexual experience mm -hmm. but I knew the value of it in terms of healing women mm -hmm. truly healing them and um you know getting rid of fibroids regulating people's periods helping women who are suffering from um, infertility mm -hmm. um helping women who have constant yeast infections or bacteria mm -hmm. infections and a lot of times these are food induced ailments these are because we are consuming things that are chemicals and mm -hmm. our body doesn't know what to do with them. Um, so vaginal steaming, some people call it yoni steaming. Um, the Asians call it a hip bath or chai yak. Um, 
there's a, a, a Incan um, tradition of it called Bajos. So um, in Kemet, they did steaming um, with myrrh and frankincense. Like, so when I had like learned of all those things and I'm like, oh, this is for us. Like this is yeah. for people, you know what I mean? I'm like, this is for us. This is for us. Um, and so I started introducing vaginal steaming to my clients and it kind of snowballed into its own thing. And it has become my main thing. Um, but it's very necessary because we as black women carry the weight of the world on our shoulders and we don't have anything just for us. Mm. Like they take everything from us. Mm -hmm. We don't have anything. And so this is something that I tell my clients. This is something that is just for you. It doesn't involve anyone else. You don't even need me to do a vaginal thing, which is why I sell at home kits, because you need to understand that your own healing is in your hands. Like you have the power to heal yourself. Um, and also our cells have memory. And I'm telling you, our bodies are so intelligent. Our cells have memory. And so, you know, a lot of women have experienced sexual trauma. And when you release that trauma and you steam, you, you allow yourselves to release the trauma that you've experienced. Mm -hmm. And so it's healing on so many levels. I feel like vaginal steaming is the thing though that like kind of made my platform bigger. Because mm -hmm. um, I wasn't just focusing on food. I was focusing on total healing um, of the woman, of the womb man, you know what I mean? Like of focusing on the womb energy and just, um, healing and i think that that's the thing that has resonated with women the most like my social media is literally 87 percent women mm -hmm. um and so that is who my audience is and that's who i speak to um because we need to we need to know that healing is our birthright and we can heal ourselves you just have to be open to something that may sound a little to the left or a little strange and the like a world of healing will open up to you mm. yeah I, I feel like it's just you explaining all the different ailments <laughs> it's like yeah what do you got to lose it's, you know just to see if if something else can can possibly work i'm thinking about two things one just the concept of like ain't nobody coming to save us <laughs> you yeah. know but definitely ain't nobody coming to save you so you 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 probably the onus should be on everybody to learn how to to heal themselves the other thing i'm thinking about uh with dick gregory uh that that clip when he's like when he's talking about i'm not gonna he said something to the to the effect of like i'm not gonna tell the 70 billion cells in my body something negative or and so when you were speaking about that i was thinking about the simple fact that like we are a big bag of cells and they carry a lot and it is it's critically important in just how like we, we we generally like treat ourselves like how do you how do you treat yourself um i'm thinking about like younger women mm -hmm. and so definitely like when you're dealing with young we're dealing with like young people you feel like you're invincible mm -hmm. and let's say if if they have a sister something like that the uh, experience where it's like they're not really worried about it or went away, Mike came back, or you know. And so, when you work with younger women, is it is it harder to get them on board, 
or are they more like forthcoming to to get help? No, older women are more difficult to deal with. Mm. Um, younger women, because older women have they come with conditioning. <laughs> younger women are more open, um, and I think that um, with social media, so many ideas are readily at our fingertips. Mm. Like it's very like you have to be living in a bubble not to um i mean they even had vaginal statement on housewives of atlanta you know what I mean? like they have episodes of it where they like it's a few reality tv shows where the women got together and did a yoni steam or a v steam um so it's a it's becoming a part of mainstream media and so a lot of times people want to be included in the new new whatever mm -hmm. the new thing is they want to be a part of it mm -hmm. and so I had tons of younger women who come to me and are far more open-minded about vaginal steaming, about taking different supplements, about taking a probiotic every day, about drinking chlorophyll, about, you know, all the things that I suggest. Um, it's older women who want to stick to their old trusty tried and true. And if they come to me for a month, they get two steams and then their fibroids didn't go, right, go away. They're ready to hop on the operating table and just get their whole uterus cut out of them. Mm. Um, younger women and then I think also it's because younger women um look at their future and they're like well if I make such a drastic move now then what's going to happen later how about I take a more gentle approach to my healing mm -hmm. um which is what natural healing is typically it's a more gentle non-invasive approach to the same end which is to rid yourself of whatever is ailing you um so younger women are more apt to do everything that I tell them to do um, it's the hot girl summers. That's all. Yeah, that is. yeah. <laughs> it's the older women who who I I mean they are so stubborn and it's like I have to, like I'm not a very um, I'm not very patient. I'm not a very patient person. Um, and I'm like kind of hard nosed. Like I'm a purist in a lot of ways. So like I'm not going to tell you you can like pussyfoot around like certain things i'm like no it is what it is this is what you have to do and um i've learned to be a little softer but mm -hmm. like the gist of my message is still the same like no this is what you have to do if you want to heal yourself then these are the things that you have to do mm -hmm. these are non-negotiables you can't keep eating sugar like you just can't um you have to drink green juice your taste buds will adjust like i'm not going to cupcake you and you know, you could drink the, the fruit, the fruit, all fruit smoothie. No, that's counterproductive. We're not doing that. That is not going to get you the results that you desire. Like you have to drink a green juice with no more than a half an apple in it. Like, no, it's not going to be sweet. Your taste buds will adjust, grow up, you'll get over it. <laughs> um, so, you know, because I understand that like disease is relentless. Like disease does not stop. Mm. Look at where we are now. Look at what is happening in the world right now. We're in the middle of a pandemic mm. and the people who are succumbing to this disease is because they have underlying conditions, is because their immune systems cannot fight what is happening to their bodies. Disease is relentless. So why not be just as relentless in your own healing? Like you can't, pussyfoot around when you're trying to heal like you gotta mm. knock that sucker out yeah and so 
that's one of the reasons like my sister made a comment the other day she was like you're so harsh like you need to (laughs) lighten up your message and I was just like listen we're dying Mm. we're dying Mm. like we look at the statistics of COVID-19 we are dying yeah and it is because we are ill-equipped yeah it's because we have horrible immune systems Mm. we do not take care of ourselves Systemically, we have the poorest diets. Mm. Like, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And so, why would I like pussyfoot around and say, you know, you don't have, you can still, you're under quarantine and you can eat whatever you want all day? No, you cannot eat whatever you want all day. You have to eat an excellent diet. Your life depends on it right now. If you go out into the world and contract coronavirus, which turns into COVID nineteen. If you contract coronavirus and you have an excellent immune system, those cells will not grow. Your immune system will attack those viral cells and it will not grow into COVID-19 because your immune system is operating the way it should. Mm -hmm. But if you are sitting in the house all day eating cakes and pies and drinking soda all day, you don't have a chance. It doesn't matter if you're a seemingly healthy individual you don't have a chance. And so why would I lighten my hand? Why would I lighten my message? It has to be said. We have to understand that eating an excellent diet gives you an excellent immune system. And we are already operating at a deficit. We're already operating at a deficit. So why not give it to the people straight? You know, you have to eat an excellent diet. It's non-negotiable at this point. And if you can't see that, then you're just blind. It's non-negotiable at this point. We have to take care of ourselves. We have to eat properly. We have to. It's like, I don't even buy snacks. I don't buy snacks. Because if they're here and I'm bored, I'm going to eat them. True. (laughs) But if they're not here and I don't have the luxury of just going to the store whenever I want because I'm social distancing and I'm staying home like I'm supposed to, then I'm not going to eat it. Instead, I buy two bags of oranges every week, uh, Mm -hmm. two things of bananas. I mean, I buy all the fruit in the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And that's what we eat because that's all we got. Yeah, And And it's serving us. It's serving our immune systems. You know, we we have to take responsibility for our own health. We have to. Like we already at a disadvantage. I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking about um forget his name. I forget the brother that was lecturing. And he was saying, um, Prophet Muhammad Salaam, he he food wasn't like a a thing for him. It wasn't like a point of pleasure. Mm-hmm. It, it was almost as like, okay, I have to eat this or so I won't shrivel away. Mm-hmm. And that's how, yeah. And so, yeah. Like, that's how I function. Yeah. That's how I do. Like, I'm not a big eater, um, but I really do use food for what it's for. It's fuel. And like, it's, food is not for comfort. Mm. Food is not to make you feel all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> that's not what food is. Food is fuel. Right. And the the issue that we face, there's something that I was reading is this book is a huge book by Siddhartha, what's his name? Makari. I can't remember his name. But it's a book called The Gene. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like 800 pages. It's a huge book. But he talks about the expression of genes and how he's an Indian man. So he talked about how his uncle, his father, his grandfather, they all died from like the same thing. And he's like a scientist and like um he did he wrote another book called The Malady the malady of cancer or something where he did like an extensive study on cancer also. So in this particular book, he's talking about how environment and what we consume um, basically makes genes express themselves. And so African-American people, we have all have some of the same DNA, no matter how you slice it right? So when we say high blood pressure runs in my family, or every, my grandmother died from diabetes, and my aunt got died, both of my aunts got diabetes, and it's not because it runs in our family. It is because we eat the same, because we learn how to cook from our, our elders, and generation after generation, we have the same habits, we eat the same things, and we all have the same genes, and so the gene that we are predisposed to expresses itself because of what we eat. And so if you think about genes in those terms, just think about if we ate excellent diets, just think about the genes that would express themselves, mm. the level of immunity we would develop, mm. the level of um, mental capacity that we would develop. Mm. If we ate properly, mm. the level of um, emotional intelligence we would develop. Like all of these things are connected. And so one of the reasons why people are, especially in our community, we suffer from PTSD because of our environment, um, which leads to depression, which, you know, it is so many mental deficiencies that we have. But just think if we ate properly, how how we would be able to reverse some of the mental and emotional ailments we have as a community. It's already a scientific fact that sugar depresses the immune system. Sugar has a higher um, a higher rate of addiction than cocaine. And when you come off of the sugar high, you get depressed. And if you're eating sugar all day, and then you go in your house at night, and you're not eating sugar, and you fall into depression at night because you don't have any more sugar. Like, just think about the cycle of that. But we're already predisposed mm-hmm. to violence. We're already predisposed to po- impoverished conditions. We look around us, and we don't see anything beautiful. Mm. You know, as, as, as humans, we are used to seeing outdoors. Mm. Like, if all you see is concrete, that's depressing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It's so many things that are working against us in the society that we've built that it would behoove us to look inward and say, well, what can I do to change myself? What can I do to change my health? What can I do to change my mental and emotional wellness? What can I do to change the mental and emotional wellness of my children? Mm. Like, I don't believe in giving children so many, it's so deep. Like, I don't believe in giving children medication for hyperactivity and ADHD and all of those things. It's like, no, give them some greens. <laughs> Let them drink a green juice every day. Like, don't give them cereal in the morning before he goes to school mm. with cow's milk and sugar and chemicals. Mm. 
Mm. Like, let's try that first. And so food is the answer to so many of the things that ail us. And so I don't have like a soft spot for like, you know, relaying that to my people mm-hmm. because we're dying. Mm-hmm. We're dying. Yeah. Gotta, you gotta, it has to be, it has to be a sober approach. And so I, I, I survived pneumonia in 2008 and Literally, I almost died in 2008 from pneumonia. And so I think maybe a couple of days later, Bernie Mac ended up dying at the same, mm-hmm. same time. But um, I remember when the doctor shifted from like her happy-go-lucky, hey, we're going we're gonna to talk, Mr. Tori, we're going to get through this, to when she had to actually tell me that the antibiotics and the stuff that they were doing to to help get my lungs back straight um, that they were doing. And her face was so serious. She was so cold. And she mm-hmm. even waited for my for my people to leave out the room to talk to me one-on-one. And I, I really thank her for being that way, for mm-hmm. sobering me up that way. Because mm-hmm. if she came and pat me on my back, and I probably wouldn't have been serious about just thinking about what might happen to me and that was like a very critical point in my life i was just like oh what look at that (laughs) and um so i think it's important that you that you take that approach because you're you're in the emergency room too Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but this is these are the the slow this is the slow death that we're, we're experiencing and one thing my mother always said she like, you know, black folks, we can't, you know, we can't just pass away. She like, we pass away, our, you know, organs are shutting down and mm-hmm. all type of, you know, it's just long, just excruciating, mm-hmm. painful, just decomposition, uh, de- uh, what is it? Uh, decomposition. Decomposition, yeah, mm-hmm. decomposition of, of our body. And she's like, it don't, you know, it shouldn't have to be that way. And so I'm just happy that you like that you're doing that work, and um, I feel like more people should just more people should be tapped in. Um, one because it's just you got legacy in it now, um, and then two is that because you're presenting it in a fresh way. And the last thing I wonder, I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the last one or two things. What are the dangers of trying to do this stuff on your own? without going to somebody who knows. And I felt like you said something like that before or someone, okay. I read something. It's, it's no danger. Um, okay. Because what happens, natural healing is people's healing. Like it belongs, it belongs to us. And so we don't need anyone else to, to do most of the things that we, that we do in alternative medicine. Um, the only reason we need other people is because we don't know. It's because we don't know. Um, the only thing you need supervision for is like psychedelics or something like that. Just, you know, for somebody to hold your hand so you don't go too far. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But um, like you don't, you can do it, on, you can do it on your own. You don't need anyone else. Mm-hmm. You can have someone like people purchase a steam kit for me 
Um, and they can, it comes with instructions. You can do your own V-Steam at home. Um, if you want to make your own juices, you can do that at home. You don't need someone else. That's another thing. Um, like, of course, this is a, my business and I want to make money. That's the reason I'm, I'm in business. But I also realize that this is not mine. This is not mine. And so I share the information. That's like last week when I was on live, I told, I said, if you all just scroll down my page, I gave you the playbook, like <laughs> give you the blueprint. You know what I mean? I've given so many recipes, so many methods, so many suggestions. Like I give you everything you need. All you have to do is seek, all you have to do is seek the knowledge. Um, and this is from years of me reading. I'm a nerd. This is from years of me reading and sitting in classes and getting certifications because I did not have the knowledge. And so I sought it out. Um, but you can do this by yourself. It is no risk. That's the thing about natural healing. Natural healing usually has very little risk involved, mm. which is one of the reasons why pharmaceutical companies don't want the masses to know that natural healing works. Because if the people knew how efficient natural healing modalities were, they would not buy into the Western medical complex. Mm. They wouldn't. And I'm not against Western medicine at all. I feel like there are certain things we absolutely need hospitals and doctors for. A yeast infection is not one of them. Um, <laughs> having fibroids is not one of them. Having a low libido is not one of them you don't even need Western medicine to have a baby. Like mm. we don't, we don't need y'all for that. Mm. If my heart stopped, yeah, what's up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if, if I need a leg cut off, what's up? Yeah. But there's so many things that we can heal on our own. We don't, we don't need Western medicine for. Um, and so mostly everything in like the natural healing world, you can do yourself. Mm. There's very little risk associated with it. Mm. I I I hear that. I just know we like our handheld. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, that's, I mean that's what I do. That's all I do. It's whole hand. I mean that's it. You know that's why I'm here. I've realized that. You know what I mean? Um, I, I'm just saying that that's my role. My role is to hold hands, like because a lot of times, like I have people who have to get a bee sting every day like seven days in a row and they'll pay me to do it seven days in a row and i'm like but you know you can buy a kit and you can <laughs> do it at home they're like no i just rather come mm. i rather come to you and get it done i don't want to do it myself there mm. are people like that in the world and that's what i'm here for mm. but i'm not going to keep all of the knowledge to myself just mm. to make a dollar like everything is not a money grab for me mm. i like i have a I believe that law gave me this knowledge to share mm. with my people. And so yeah. that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess. So, so, so last, 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 last but not least, and, and then um, I'll let you go. Where can, when can people like find more of your work and, how accessible are you? Like if people want to reach out to you, you know, how do they go about doing that? Okay. They can reach me. I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram. Um, I have a page. It's called love core life. L O V E C O R E L I F E. 
Love Core Life is my bee steam page. I talk about vaginal steaming, about womb care, about natural female wellness. Um, I also have a juice page. It's Love Core Juice. Um, so they can reach out to me there. I answer DMs. So as long as they say hello and they're not rude, <laughs> um, I'll answer. Because I ignore DMs when people don't say hi first. <laughs> <laughs> But as long as they, you know, they're, you know, not rude, I answer all DMs. Um, so they can reach me there. Um, my website is lovecorewellness.com. And on that site, it's vaginal steam kits um, and probiotics, a women-centered probiotic, which is just um, a, pro a daily probiotic um, that offers um, strains specific to vaginal care. Mm. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's where I am. They can reach me. Um, I have a personal Instagram page. It's Melise Frazier, M-E-L-I-S-E-F-R-A-Z-I-E-R at is on Instagram. So it's at Melise Frazier mm. on Instagram. Um, so they can DM me at any one of those pages if they have any questions or if they're interested in purchasing products, if they have questions about the products or just questions about some of the things that they may see on my page. Cause I post all sorts of things about wellness. It's not just about bee steaming. Some of it is about exercise. It's about um, food choice, about um, children. I, you know, I have kids. I talk about being a mother, navigating, um, trying to impart a more holistic lifestyle on my children. Um, and everybody in my family is not on board with that. So I kind of, you know, try to navigate in a real way when I have people countering what I want my children to eat or what I want them to be exposed to, which is a very real thing when we're trying to change. Um, like I'm trying to change my legacy, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And when you try to change generations of how people have been doing things in your family, it's not always received well. And so I talk about all of those things. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, thank you so much. Uh, I think all of this is, is needed. Um, I think maybe two podcasts ago, I had brother Imam Kamala Yubi, and um, he is a spiritual care uh, counselor at the University of Michigan. And so he talked a lot about like what people need to be doing spiritually and mentally. mentally right now having this time for those who do have the time and don't got to mm -hmm. be outside and stuff like that and i think it's critical that uh, while you're talking i'm like oh man this is really great because now like people can get a window in to Elise frazier and i know at least sometimes people will they'll message me be like yo how do you get all this stuff done and sometimes it's really good to step behind the curtain and have you explain it so that it didn't seem like it just happened overnight. <laughs> no, it's been a long journey. It's been um, a t almost 20 year journey mm -hmm. to get to this point. Um, yeah, but life is a journey. Like nothing happens overnight. Um, people are like, well, I can't believe you're that old. Or I can't, and I'm just like, this is like what? a whole lifetime of like commitment to live in a certain way. You know what I mean? Like you can't be, youthful and healthy if you live in a way where you don't take care of yourself for 20 or 30 years it just doesn't happen that way 
I mean, black black women are vampires already. So yeah. a black <laughs> woman uh uh juicy the V Steven is is that's like alchemy. That's that's another, another type of way. You might age backwards for real. Uh but <laughs> I'm really like <laughs> so, seriously, I mean sometimes I look at my own mother, I'm just like, like how? Like, mm-hmm. but, but yeah. Um so thank you so much. And uh, hopefully, I would definitely love to to revisit this when all this stuff has kind of died down. Yes. And um, we we can talk more about sort of your personal, personal regimen and, like, mm-hmm. what you do to see yourself. And I feel like that would be a good, like, walk into part two. And okay. um, just thank you so much for just coming on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wa alaikum wa